Please stand with me for the reading of the psalm. Psalm 4. Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. O men, how long shall my honor be turned to shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? Selah. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call him. Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Selah. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than when they have grain and wine in abundance. In peace I will both lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Amen. You may be seated. Do you find it hard to pray? I often do. My prayers are interrupted by so many things. External things like children screaming or dirty dishes waiting, but also internal things. Whispers in my mind that come even when I do manage to find some peace and quiet to pray. Maybe you feel the same way. Over the summer, we've been going through the Psalms, and this is our last Sunday doing that before starting the fall semester. I've said a couple of times that the Psalms teach us to pray. They give us the words to express ourselves to God, and they give us patterns and paths for our own words to follow. But often praying is not as easy as it seems like it should be. Today, I want to talk about Psalm 4 as a prayer interrupted. Interrupted by what? By whispers of scoffing, whispers of frustration, and whispers of ingratitude. And I want to start by doing something a little unusual with the psalm. I'm going to read the beginning and the end, and we'll leave out the middle. And we'll go back to the rest in a minute. So just listen. Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. In peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. This sounds to me how I wish my prayers would go. The psalmist here calls out to God for help. He reflects on God's faithfulness in the past and on that foundation calls out for help in the present. In essence, he says, God, please answer me just like you did before. And this prayer of faith is rooted in God's past faithfulness, reflecting on what God has done, giving thanks for his help and provision is a starting point for assurance in the present and hope for the future. Then the psalmist is reassured knowing that God has heard their prayer and is able to give thanks and lie down for a peaceful sleep. It's simple, direct, uninterrupted. But between that faithful prayer at the beginning and that peaceful sleep at the end, 
there are these three sets of interruptions that the psalmist confronts. And the first one comes in verses two to three and has to do with this hypothetical person scoffing at this faithful prayer. And his rebuttal reads, O men, how long shall honor my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? Selah. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call him. We don't actually get a lot of detail here about what the vain words and lies that are troubling the psalmist might be. But by his comeback, they seem to boil down to saying, what makes you think the Lord really hears you? Of course, in my head, those whispers are a bit more elaborate. Sometimes they sound like this. Are you sure what you remember as God's faithfulness was really him providing for you in your life? Isn't that just how you interpreted events after the fact? You could easily have made this up by yourself. Faith is probably just a self-deluding story built by people who need a way of making sense of the past and feeling better about the present. That's one way it sounds in my head. Or maybe instead, isn't it a bit conceited to think that the God of the universe hears your prayers, looks after your needs? What about all the needs in the world that are going unmet right now? What about the prayers of people who don't believe the way you do? What a bunch of religious hubris. Maybe I'm deluded. Or maybe I'm conceited to think that God hears me. Maybe something is wrong with me or with my prayers. That sort of scoffing whisper is one kind of interruption. The psalmist takes these kinds of whispers and calls them vain or empty. The Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. This is not an exclusive statement about who God does and doesn't hear. It's a reminder that if you are here praying, if you are asking for God's help, you have his attention. You are being set apart in this moment, this praying moment, from a world that mostly ignores God most of the time. He is listening. He will hear you as he heard Hagar in the desert, as he heard his people suffering in Egypt, as he has always heard those who call on him. He is the God who hears you. I want to take a moment here to clarify something uh, also that dismissing fearful whispers does not mean that there's no room for genuine doubt in prayer or no room for real doubt in faith. Doubting is central to believing, like breathing out is to breathing in. To doubt is to engage. To doubt is to be honest. And very often, doubting is the most authentic way of praying. And the Psalms bear ample witness to this. But there are also times when we let our fears and the empty words of others interrupt our prayers, not because we are deeply engaging our own doubts, but because we are afraid to dismiss our inner critic. We don't want to be found out as simpletons. We don't want to be proven wrong. When you pray, 
Dismiss the whispers of the scoffer that interrupt your prayers. In verses 4 and 5, the focus of the psalm shifts to a different kind of interruption, the whisper of frustration. It reads, Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Selah. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. Be angry here can also be translated when you are angry or when you are disturbed or agitated. Maybe you're angry, but maybe you're just restless. In those moments, do not sin. Ponder them in your heart. Think them through as you lie down and be silent. Eugene Peterson translates this verse saying, complain if you must, but don't lash out. Keep your mouth shut and let your heart do the talking. It's okay to be bothered, it says, but let it make you thoughtful instead of making you rash. The Apostle Paul quotes this verse in his letter to the Ephesians in chapter 4 when he says, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, not because, or because we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Again, I don't know what kind of frustrations, what kind of disturbances, what kind of anger disrupts your prayer and keeps you from sleeping. When I reach the end of the day, my head can swirl with all of my unresolved frustrations. The person who cut me off in traffic or parked their scooter in the middle of the road. The conversation I had that didn't go as planned. The times I reached the end of my own patience with my kids or with someone else, mostly my kids. The people whose choices around COVID-19 I might not understand. Maybe I'm not angry about any one thing, but I often have a dozen smaller frustrations that buzz through my mind when I try to pray and keep buzzing as I try to sleep. The psalmist urges us to offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Don't give up on coming to God because you are bothered or anxious or angry. Bring your prayers, forgive what you can easily, Bring to God the things that you need help forgiving. Sort it out. Ponder your heart as you lie down in your bed and be silent. When you pray, dismiss the whispers of frustration that interrupt your prayers. Finally, in verses 6 and 7, the psalmist confronts the interruption of ingratitude. The psalm reads, There are many who say, who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. Now, the psalmist is talking about people who ask for God to send them good things as if they are not already blessed. Who ask for the favor of the Lord as if the light of his face does not already shine on his people whose prayers are not based on thanksgiving, but on greed. It is not as if everything is going just fine for the psalmist either. The psalm is a prayer for help. Answer me when I call, it reads. 
Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. The person praying here has needs. They have troubles. But there's a big difference between praying for what we need out of a place of gratitude, acknowledging what we do have, what the Lord has done already, and praying for what we need out of a place of ingratitude or desperation. When we start off ungrateful and begin to pray for more, we are setting ourselves up for disappointment. If we are blind to the ways the Lord is already blessing us, then even new blessings will escape our notice. We could, he could answer every prayer we prayed as we prayed it, and it would make no difference to us. Again, this is something that I can relate to, even if the way it sounds in my mind is a bit more subtle. I may think, these have been some hard years. Why does this other person seem to only have good years? Or, every day is such a struggle, I never get to do the things I want. Or, I'll probably never actually get where I want in this. Only people better off than me end up there. I should just be more reasonable. They're all just more involved ways of saying, when am I going to get my good things from God? That kind of ingratitude, that blindness to what the Lord has done already, interrupts our prayers. The grateful psalmist has more joy in their heart just in bringing their prayer to God than in the ungrateful has, even when their grain and wine abound. The unanswered prayer of the grateful gives more peace than the answered prayer of the ungrateful. When you pray, dismiss the whispers of ingratitude that interrupt your prayers. Psalm 4 is short. Only eight verses, and yet, when I read it recently, I found it hard to make it to the end uninterrupted. Dismissing the whispers of scoffing, of frustration, and of ingratitude from our hearts is not unusual or occasional. Life in this world makes it hard to pray. There's a story I want to share with you from the sayings of the Desert Fathers. It's a collection of stories and sayings from Egyptian monks of the fourth century. And the story reads, there were once three friends, serious men, who became monks. One of them chose to make peace between men who are at odds, as it is written, blessed are the peacemakers. The second chose to visit the sick. The third chose to go away and be quiet in solitude. Now the first, toiling among the contentious, was not able to settle all quarrels, and overcome with weariness, he went to him who tended the sick, and found him also failing in spirit, and unable to carry out his purpose. So the two went away to see him who had withdrawn into the desert, and they told him their troubles. They asked him to tell them how he himself had fared. He was silent for a while, and then poured water into a vessel and said, look at the water, and it was murky. After a little while, he said again, see now how clear the water has become. And they looked into the water, they saw their own faces as in a mirror. Then he said to them, so it is with anyone who lives in a crowd. Because of the turbulence, he does not see his sins. But when he has been quiet, above all in solitude, then he recognizes his own faults. 
I wanted to share this story just to say that it's okay that normal daily life can make it hard to pray. Just living stirs up the water of our souls and makes it murky. It's okay if you have to spend some time dismissing the whispers of scoffing, of frustration, just to make it from one end of a simple prayer to the other. It's okay to be praying for praying to be hard, even on good days. We often tell our children that praying is easy. It's the easiest thing that you can do. Just close your eyes and talk to God. He may not say anything, but he's always listening. And that is true in some ways, but it's also a little bit misleading because prayer requires trusting in someone else to hear you, to take care of you, to be able to take care of anything you bring to them. Prayer is easy to forget to do, and starting up again sometimes feels like calling someone whose email you've been meaning to respond to for over a year. It can feel awkward. Prayer takes a great deal of imagination, not in the sense that we make up something fanciful for ourselves or delude ourselves, but in the sense that we have to reflect on what we mean to say, then imagine it into a conversation with someone who often only listens. Prayer can be simple, like floating in the water, but it also takes training and practice to swim, especially in deeper, rougher waters. In those ways, I think praying is actually easier for children. Trusting that someone hears you when you cry and cares for your needs. Playing with a friend you haven't seen all summer like no time has passed at all. Imagining conversations between every stuffed animal and baby doll in the house. Throwing yourself into deep water with nothing but a set of goggles, a unicorn floaty, and a grotto nearby to encourage you. Maybe the spirits of children are actually better equipped for this sort of thing than grown-ups are. Maybe that's why the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Since everyone listening to this sermon is a grown-up human, we are all starting off as a bit spiritually challenged. But hopefully this summer with the Psalms series has helped a bit. There is reason to hope that we can all learn to pray. With the Psalms and the liturgy to teach us, many days ahead of us to practice again and again, and a patient and generous listener. Please pray with me. Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you, O Lord, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Amen. So may, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and may you know that he is gracious towards you. May the Lord turn his face towards you. May you know that you are seen, that you are loved, that you are welcomed. So, may the Lord of all peace bring peace in your life. That we may go 
in his peace and serve the Lord joyfully.